So my first question for you is, when did you know you wanted to be a comedian? Um, well, I fell into it by accident. I was a zookeeper in Melbourne. Um, I used to work with elephants and seals. Anyway, we had um, two elephants, and one of them had Bongsu, the big male, had foot problems. Anyway, they used to stick me out there with a headset microphone on out in the paddock because basically we take the elephants off for, you know, doing like you know, enrichment training and all that sort of stuff. So I'd be standing out there with a, with a headset on, people would be disappointed there's no elephants there. I'd have a microphone and I'd be talking to them about enrichment and what elephants eat and all that type of shit and I'd pull apart a poo and... Yeah, anyway, a lot of people started laughing at me talking and then... I, I fell into it. I mean, I'm not doggedly pursuing this anyway. Because the thing that I find interesting is that a lot of people call you very weird and odd. It's not weird. And I don't think so. Like, when I... Like, I grew up on Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right, cool. I grew up on Pee Wee's Playhouse, and so yeah. you just your intensity is really familiar to me. It's well, not odd. And I don't think it's odd either. And still there are people going, what are you doing, mate? And it's like, well, it's, it's not that weird. Just just relax. And also, look. Go with how, it. <laughs> how generic is your scene? Like, it is pretty generic. Most of the stuff that I've seen here is just so... Wow, that was like... That's like from the 60s. Yeah. Well, that is the... Like, quite seriously, I've seen, like... Mother-in-law jokes here. I'm like, wow, if that's the progressive comedy scene, which I can understand, like for an older audience, they might love that. Mm -hmm. But I'm seeing young people, like young men and young women, doing the work and lots of impressions. Yeah. Wow, it's pretty daggy. Found online a, a quote from you saying that at 35 you're definitely going to be back at the zoo, and aren't you well, 35 now? Yeah, but that's what. <laughs> no, but that's actually what I'm trying. I am literally trying to do that. I am trying to get um, the BBC, which I really hope is going to happen. And I think it, look, touch, there's no fucking wood to touch in here. Oh, uh, here, here, here. That's not wood. Oh, it is. Oh. <laughs> it's laminated. Yeah, like, it's to, it's to make documentaries because someone's talking passionately about what they love and mm -hmm. mine's animals. See, I was going to ask you, like, would be awesome. You, like, I love the Murray Foot stuff. Oh, you did you see that? The Urban Monkey. I, yeah, it's on YouTube. There's yeah, like a whole bunch yeah. of them, and I think they're just excellent. And then you did a, a great little episode about the, the tapirs. Yeah. And I didn't yeah. even know what those creatures were until you did yeah, that show, and I was like, this is excellent. And I was just wondering, like, with the way, the format of your comedy would be perfectly suited for a, ch a children's show about animals. Yeah, I, I'm not going to venture into the, the, the child world, but I would make something, and this goes against everything I've said, but I would make something kind of family-friendly. Because it would be fun. Like, it's just... Yeah. Yeah, like, and you'd be oh, opening their minds. They love to laugh and learn. But that is the plan. The thing is, I am getting there, and I've still got until next March to end 35. Mm -hmm. So, and I reckon it's going to happen in this year. It's pretty weird. I've had a lot of self-fulfilling prophecies come true. I really have. Like, it's bizarre. So, can you tell me about Urban Monkey? Because I we understand how it came to be. Because you love animals and you mm -hmm. worked in the zoo. But I just want to learn more about it. Like, how did you get the animals to be on that show? Was it just calling up your old buddies about where you worked and just like, no. oh, I want to do this thing with the Deers, no, we, just rang, we, we we bought them. Oh, <laughs> no, we seriously we wrangled them in. Like it was um, that was an interesting show to make. It kind of um, how can I say? I got molested by the uh, by the powers that be at the ABC, which is like your CBC here. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they uh, yeah they did, they kept saying to me no nah, with the scripts. Oh, it's a bit weird. I'm like, well, it, why, why don't you get me then? What, what what are you what are you doing? So. You know what you're in for when you so, get yeah, Sam Simmons. Come yeah, it was on. this weird melange that was kind of lost between um, being really upset. Which is, well, I wanted to make it really out there. Mm -hmm. I wish it was. But instead they're trying to put in this weird narrative. I'm like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. Anyway, I've learned that mistake and I will never, ever um, let anybody, uh, you know, touch my stuff again like that. Now, you, you do a lot of work on Triple J or did you do a lot of work and you've since 
stop no, doing it? No, it's, it's coming it's a radio to, station it's in coming to Australia. It's just, I mean, it's also a youth network as well. I'm too old to be on a youth network, mm-hmm. but they still really want me there, which is lovely. Like, they're such a, it's, a, it's an amazing station. Do you know about it? Um, well, I went online and I listened to a couple of your shows on there. Yeah, I don't know it's much very, about it, it's, 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 it's probably one of the most celebrated youth networks in the in the world. Like all the all the BBC Six and everyone just they rave about Triple J. But it's amazing. It's such a great station. But um, yeah, I still do stuff with them. But it's just like a couple of drop-ins a week. I've done nothing since I've been on the road. Do you use it as a venue to practice your stuff? No, not really. Because it's. Oh, I mean, I'm, I've made a lot of sketches for radio. Mm-hmm. But um, oh, not really. I like to be reactive on the radio and. Um, so do you think if, if you didn't have the venue of radio that you might go a little bit crazy? Yeah, mine's more the live stuff. Mm-hmm. If I didn't have the live forum, but not so much the radio because it, you, you can't you can't gauge how the audience is reacting at home. But there's a certain freedom to that too. Like if you think nobody's really listening, you can kind yeah, of go but, hot wild. Oh uh, no, I need affirmation. I'm so mm-hmm. needy. Love <laughs> me. So I was also wondering if you could tell me about about the weather. It's gonzo philosophy. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. It's um, there is an overarching big thing about it, but if I was to explain it on the radio, I would just sound like a wanker. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, because yeah. you saw it. There yeah. is. It's just gonzo philosophy. It's mm-hmm. and not not again comparing myself to things. It's Hunter S. Thompson esque in mm-hmm. a way, where it's just there's big thoughts within the banal. Mm-hmm. So it's basically about everything that goes on bubbles beneath the surface of anything, constant, mm-hmm. uh, conversation or, or life in general, a look, a glance. It's, yeah, it's a bit, it's, it's, yeah, it's a lot, it's heavier than what it comes across sometimes. So after this, are you going to Edinburgh? Yep. And you're doing the same thing or something new? Because I hear that's a really huge fest. Yeah, compared to this, it's massive. It's, and do you find the audience experience a little difference out there? I mean, Glenn Wool is Canadian, but he spent like years over in the UK because his response with the audience was just so much better. Yeah, no, I'm, I mean, I've got, a, I've got a massive audience in Edinburgh, so I'm fine. I, I go there and they're into it. They know what they're into. I think last year doing... Um, I got nominated for their big award last year, mm-hmm. and that just changed everything in the UK for me, so... Yeah, it's, it's a very different audience over there. But still you get like, oh, what I find in my show is that people, randoms will come along and no matter what, if they loved it or hated it, they'll talk about it because it mm-hmm. is just so bad and in your face. And that's a good thing because I find a lot of people who really love the show bring along people that they think will love it mm-hmm. and they feel like they're giving a gift, like, oh, you'll really get this guy, mm-hmm. here's this guy, come and see that because it is so absurd and so different. One of the things that I was reading online recently is Aziz Ansari was talking about how upsetting it is how comedy isn't treated more like an art form, where it just seems oh, yeah. like people are just way more involved than they should be, as far as like heckling, for example. Yeah, oh, absolutely, and also... Um, you know, like when you go to see a play, you sit silently and you appreciate it, you applaud at yeah. the proper moments, you're not just yelling, oh, you flubbed out that line, or yeah. you know what I mean? But it's also... I mean, you know, been saying it's hard for I mean, I think it's like music. There's just so many different genres. And, you know, if you're at a punk gig, you really get into it. And you are. You're spitting and yelling and sweating and really get into it. If you're at a classical music gig, you're sitting there and absorbing it and feeling it. And I think there's different genres of comedy as well and different ways you can experience it. Like club comics, yeah, go go heckle, go mm-hmm. have a crack, that type of thing. But if it's a show or something, you just, you've just got to play it a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really, it's really interesting, as he said that. I, I, I love his stuff. I mean, he's not pandering 
to a crowd as well and trying to he's mm-hmm. doing what he wants to do mm-hmm. but I, yeah just I, I just there's a lack of bravery in North American comedy that's for sure so one of the questions I had is I was wondering if you think that living in Australia really added to your comedy because yeah, it's a very it's, different country when you well especially compared to Canada for example oh we're pretty similar but they're great I mean it's yeah, I mean, it is different in Australia. Also, the club circuit's not as... It's re- it's either really blokey, mm-hmm. and there's a circuit over there of just blokes and men just going around being offensive, and then there's a, uh, a more alternative scene, and that's where I reside. I mean, I don't do a lot of club rooms, but I do heaps of festivals. Mm-hmm. I just work up the hour-long show, and that's it. I read online um, at one point that you were talking about a heckler, and you were kind of apologizing for the heckler. I was really surprised. Or, no, it wasn't a heckler. It was an audience that wasn't happy with your show. And you were saying, well, I don't know if you're being tongue-in-cheek, but you're saying, like, I can understand. They came out on Friday, and they're like, who's this guy? And they don't understand well, what's going on. And they spent their hard-earned money, and they just want dick jokes. And Well, I can understand that. But it's also, yeah, it's, well, it's completely true. But there's a lot of pressure on a Friday, Saturday night, because to Joe Blow, who lives in the suburbs, who's made his way into town to be entertained on his Friday, Saturday night. Hired the babysitter. Yeah, got but, the wife together. And it's important for, and, and I can understand that arrogance to sit in the audience and go, it's my Friday night, this better be everything that I find funny. Go. <laughs> I, I get it completely, but I'd rather they just didn't come to the show. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, if you, if you just, look, you know, if you want your vanilla ice cream, go have it. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm not that. But, um, now, do you find that you have, especially in Australia because you were on the radio, that you have a much better audience in the sense that with the radio you've created a core audience that knows what they're in for and then those are the people that come out and it's not so much strangers wandering in going, who's no, this but guy? Still, I mean, but I, I know that I'm winning people over here. Mm-hmm. Like, there are people coming in. Want me just, over. Well, the, yeah, it's just, it's awesome and, and they're becoming, they become diehard, which is great and they'll always come to stuff and that's what's happened to my live career in Australia and the UK is they just keep coming, which is great, and it gets bigger and bigger. Even if I don't have a massive television profile in the UK or something, they still come because it's its just word of mouth, like you're mm-hmm. watching a guy sweat. And oh, and I mean, nowadays you can get everything on iTunes, right? Yeah. So they can just get it and yeah. hear you and go, yeah, this guy's good, let's go. Yeah, but also, I mean, nothing beats the live. I mean, I mean, I work, you see, I work for mm-hmm. the hour. You, you sweat. Know. Oh, massively. <laughs> like, it's... You dance, you move, yeah, I move. you're I mean, everywhere. I do, I do every. and it's not like, oh, I've got to do everything, but I love a show that's fucking packed with mm-hmm. stuff. I love it. So how long is this tour? When do you get to go home? Um, I head back, I'm doing the Toronto League of This, mm-hmm. the JFL 42, which is a very cool concept. Do you know about that? No where they've picked just 42 acts um, to play in Toronto. And Louis C.K.'s involved in that, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, he was here last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just basically, it's curated as 42 acts. Um, some of them are just diverse, some of them are just musical, like, or people like Reggie Watts as well. Yeah, yeah I've seen so him in my interview last very, year. Very, very cool collection of people, so I'm looking forward to that. But then I head back, and I'm, I've just been commissioned to make my own... Uh, sketch series in Australia, which mm-hmm. is amazing. So. Now, is this the kind of animal documentary you were hoping for? Or is this something no, no, totally different? different. Okay, a, tell me more. I've got a sketch series coming up in Australia, which is just. A... Does it have a name yet, or? <sighs> no, we've got one. It's called Problems, but <laughs> they're a little bit iffy about it. But it's basically just um, a whole lot of sketches coming out of like suburban Australia, which mm-hmm. is so it's a, a little bit dark and 
you know, a bit broken, which is kind of cool. When do you think that might see air next year? Um, I think that's where in November. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's really awesome. quick. You know, yeah, it's yeah. All happens. It's going to go fast. Yeah, I've, it's really amazing. I've My last question is, what kind of music do you like? Oh, Give me some names. Um, oh, Mogwai would be yep. my favourite band, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Caribou. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I love him and... Um, and as you hear in the show, there's a lot of Elgar, and I love my classical as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right, well, thank you very much for the time. Cheers, Robin. Thank you.